So Anthony Trucks, thank you so much for being on today. You are, you have such an incredible story and you, you, you are all about making shift happen, which yeah. I think right now in a world today, we, we need this more than ever. I mean, wouldn't you agree? I mean, I would agree. Yeah, there's a lot of going on in our world, and most people are not. Uh, you know, I think we're all battling our own demons, and we're doing it all in unison. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, and it's, it's so here we are, we're recording, and it's so important to hear people's journey and story because that's actually what breaks darkness. It's what breaks like yeah. mental blocks and, de and de you know being defeated. But just a little bit about you. I mean, you were in the, you were an NFL athlete. You turned into a transformational speaker talking about and a coach talking about identity shifting. Um, you actually have a podcast as well, which is amazing, called the Aw Shift Podcast. And you're the founder of um, Identity Shift Coaching, which. I think, you know, we could all raise our hand and say we need a little bit more of that. But not only that, you've been featured in um, basically in Netflix, Amazon Prime, American Ninja, where you were on the show. And you've basically applied all the principles that you've put into your coaching, into your own life, with your family, with your business, with the things you do for the media. And I love that you use cutting edge science and psychology to upgrade not only your own life, but all of your clients and how they function. And you've helped so many people elevate their life and their business through this mentality of making shift happen yeah. with identity, right? Yeah. So um, I, I have a little bit of backstory about you, um, but I want you to tell it. So something about, you know, when you were three, you, you started in foster care yeah. and can you get into a little bit about your backstory and then yeah. we'll get into like what, what you're doing, what you're up to right now. Most definitely can. I think that's kind of, you're right. Like people kind of have to have an idea of who I am before they hear anything that I have to say and have it land. Uh, so <laughs> So I, this is my story, obviously. It's it's an interesting kind of way to frame it, but I, I say it in the sense of like the things I'm going to share with you, just try to try to see if you can emotionally feel it because it may not be something you can experientially connect to. Right. So uh, my mom gave me and my three siblings away when we were three years old or I was three years old. And so like that first feeling of like being less than or unwanted or unloved that we at some point in time feel in our life, like right. that's how my life started. So that's kind of like the, the, the base foundation of the developmental years of my life. And so for the next three years, I bounced around from foster home to foster home. Mm -hmm. In 1986, there, you know, there's, there's nothing going on that can actually pay attention to what his kids are doing or what we're enduring. Mm -hmm. And so I was considered a paycheck, which means as long as I don't die, these families get paid for me. And they did not take care of me very well. They just made sure I didn't die, right? So I got beaten wow. and starved and abused and stuff. And mm -hmm. so you start to lose a sense of who you are. There's no anchored identity uh, it just you feel lost and we've all felt lost at some point like that leaf in the wind feeling mm -hmm. and that was it the helpless feeling and then at six years old ended up in the family that's currently my family but the dynamic was interesting because I was now the only black kid in an all-white family so I had this weird back and forth of how do I navigate this what do I do how does it fit like it just is very difficult right and so for me, at 14, I finally got adopted. I now knew that I like with my family, but I still was like, man, I'm, I'm, I don't look like everybody else. I got this weird dynamic going on. I had nothing that gave me a sense of ownership for myself. And so I tried football to make it that thing. And I sucked at it because when you try something new at first, you're met with the reality that you suck at it. Yeah. So choice. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's the nature of humanity. We try new things. They're like, it's going to be great. And you're like, this, why does this feel so bad? And it looked fun when they did it, you know? Yeah. 
So that's, that was my journey. And then I, I got to the point where I had a decision internally. My, my adoptive mom got diagnosed with MS and I had the choice of like, what do I do with my life? Do I, do I buck up and do, do the work or do I kind of slide back into the background? And my choice was to slide back into the background. Be quite honest. It wasn't until like freshman year, end of the freshman year, I'm like, I, I want to find a way to be great. There was something that kind of stirred me in a way to choose something better and grander. And so I, I committed to the actions it took to be better. And I did those. And as simple as it sounds, I really just did certain things you would do to be a great athlete. But the, the real the real transition is what's honestly over the years somehow led to the work I do without even knowing way back then what I was doing. But I was able to do the things that eventually shifted how I saw myself. And when you shift how you see yourself and who you actually your core are, mm -hmm. the actions to be successful become honestly second nature. They become mm -hmm. like, like, it's like it's a habitual, it's almost like it's a um, instinctual to, to an extent. And so that's how I started living my life and it led me to getting a college scholarship. And then I had a kid at 20 years old, my high school sweetheart, met my dad at 21 uh, in while I was in college that ended up playing for a couple of years in college for more. Uh, ended up tearing my shoulder after three years playing in the NFL, which is an interesting dynamic in that whole world. And then I came home at a massive identity crisis. I had no idea who I was without this thing I'd done for so long. So whether you've sent a kid to college, you left a job, left a relationship. At some point we have a crisis with like, who am I without that thing anymore, right? And I battled the, the demons of my brain and the demons of just like not feeling like I mattered again. And after a few years, unfortunately, my mom passed away and it kind of, it woke me up to the fact that I got to start doing something better. Still took two years, but then two years in after that moment in time, I finally had a moment in the mirror where I was like, I hate this guy. And when you have that, like, I hate you moment and it's you, like it, it you have to choice. Really. You could self-sabotage and continue down and you fix things. And so I started fixing things for the first time proactively. And in doing so, it happened across the work that I do, the, the information of the science behind what I do. Right. Rebuilt my life because I got divorced. We'd had a couple more kids. Business was tanking. I was, it was a horrible place. But three years later, like I get remarried to my ex-wife. We have an amazing marriage. The kids wow. are happy and healthy. I get to serve the world a different way. And all of it came from, understanding what it meant to make an identity shift. Wow. I love that. I, I love that you, you know, I know this seems like we were going to talk about business, but um, what powerful prosperity means to me, Anthony, is family. I think we, you're changing your world by changing, you changed yourself and then you changed your family. And so yeah. I'm excited that you are that kind of father and husband. And I'm just so proud of you. I just want to put that out Thank there. But the work, I want to talk about the work. What is the, what the heck is the work of mind shifting? Because I, I think that everyone listening today, that they need to understand that greatness starts in the mind yeah. and, and that's what you're all about. So talk to us about the work of what you did to make yeah. mind shift, the identity shift. Yeah, it's an identity. It's not a mind. I think the mind's a part of it. There, the mindset's an interesting thing because it floats inside of an identity. If you think about, I mean, logically, when you see someone who's out there killing it, that it just almost like it looks like it's easy to them. <clears throat> you ever see like someone like they're doing their thing and it's like, how do they make it look so easy? It's so hard for me. They're not going out there saying like, oh, it's it's because I got a great mindset. Like it's just for them, it's like this is who I am. I just work hard. It's an identity, and we will then look at it and label it mindset. So. The work is actually very simple, uh, but there's, I mean, as anything is, anything that seems like simple, it's actually hard to apply it, right? Because yeah. application is vastly different, but it's really pretty basic. The first thing is like, there's three steps. It's called the shift method. And we created this years ago and we just refined it over the years for people. And the idea is how do I get you to take control 
literally of this, of the sense of how you're doing things today with certainty to bring the tomorrow that you desire. This isn't like goal setting and it's, it's, it's really a matter of like, how do I make sure everything I'm doing, I know when I'm done, I'm like, I did the right thing. Right. And then for me, how do I get you to that point of having like, I call limitless, ridiculous power. Like there's a sense of like when you are on and like in, we'll call it in the zone, like an athlete in the zone, like you just feel like bro, I'm powerful. I'm untouchable. You got that swag when you walk in the room, people look at you, you have your chest up high, like you feel good, right? There's, there's a sense of like air to you in a positive non, you know, you're not confrontational, you're not being, you know, detrimental to somebody's environment. You're not being derogatory to other people. Like you just have a power. That's what I, I get people to carry again. And it comes from them creating stuff. And so it looks like this three steps. First step is to see, I got to see the things that I don't want to see about myself. There's a statement I love and it says, it's hard to see the label when you are inside of the jar. Because we're in our lives, living our lives, doing our things. We don't usually see how we're really showing up. We think we do. We think we have a feel for it. But then people come and tell us later, like, hey, bro, you are horrible at communication. You shut down every time things get hard. It's like, oh, wow, I never knew that, right? But everybody saw it. Nobody told us. And so the idea is when you first are getting a chance to see what you got to work on, it's usually pretty difficult and it's emotionally painful because, like, you're hearing things that, that you feel like is an attack, but it's not. It's just an attack on your comfort zone. Right. Wow. Come on. Yeah. If we're honest, we want that anyways. You're like, I want to get outside my comfort zone. Well, it ain't going to be easy. It ain't going to feel good, you know? And then what we do the second stage, let's say you, you finally got a clear vision of who you are. The second stage is a shift stage. And that's, we'll just simply call it the work. And the work in and of itself is you design what I call your zone identity. You design the identity that you desire when you are in the zone, right? You develop an action plan to bring it to life. Like whatever that plan is, you got to make sure it's actionable. It's step-by-step. It's real. It's not just I sit under the cherry tree and dream about the future, you know, like it's got to be real. And then you deploy it. Now they got a plan. A lot of people make great plans and never put it into the world. They never do. And it's sad. And it's like, oh, I was going to do it and I didn't do it. Well, if you'd have done it, it might've been different. Right. And the last part is even if you do it and put it out there, you are met with the reality that you suck. And most people stop right there. They go, I'm done with this. This hurts too bad. And it's a process to continue that process, that whole cycle. Now, most people, they want to step right into the shift work without doing the C work. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of people go, man, and I've been doing all this stuff. I've been working really hard. And I go, great. Did anybody ever sit with you and figure out if it was the right stuff? Right. And they go, what do you mean? I go, well, well, a lot of people in my experience, they go and follow somebody they admire and they, they borrow their workout routine, their diet and their, the books they read and they, they borrow this and they wonder why their life doesn't get better. It's like, well, cause those things worked for the, the holes in the bucket that they have but they may not work for the holes in a bucket that you have. And so if you skip the C work and go right to shift, yeah, by all means, you're probably gonna end up burning yourself out, going broke and feeling broken inside because you're doing work and you're getting tired, but getting nowhere. So the idea is find out the stuff and then find out your own plan that you need to do to actually create this human you wanna be. And then the last part of it is it's sustained. And I call it the discipline system. The, the idea around making a true shift and any honestly lasting change in life is to get to the point where the thing that was hard becomes easy. Mm-hmm. That's always been my experience. Like, well, I want to be able to do like podcasting. I'm sure when you started doing, I started doing, it was like, this is difficult. Eventually at the point where this is, it's like a walk in the park. It's just, I, seriously, I left, I had a podcast. I left my house to go to my pastor's house and do a singing lesson. And I came back here, right. I missed a couple of minutes. Literally that does it. And I'm back here on a podcast. 
Nice. I'm not joking. Like 15 minutes ago, uh, maybe a little bit more. Yeah, about 15 minutes, <laughs> minutes ago, I was at, at somebody else's house, you know. But that's the way we work, and it, it took time. But here's the thing for us, a right. lot of us, we don't have a system to stay in the groove long enough to get to the point where we feel like that's who we are to do that thing, and it's easy. Right. So it's always hard. It never gets easier because we don't know how. And we don't stay disciplined, and then we walk away. And then not only do we not finish that thing, we feel the weight of knowing we didn't finish that thing. Which so then now, perpetuates the identity. It right. does. It triggers you back to believing like, oh, that's, that's who I am. Well, that's not who you are. It's just at the end of the day, you decided to go in some direction. You just didn't stay the course. But here's the crazy thing. The identity that you have right now, somewhere you did stay the course. That's how you got here. Yeah. It might have taken you a long time and it might not have been the, the person you really wanted to be, but you did it, right? So it's not foreign yeah. to you. You just weren't aware of it. it. It was like that. It's that backside control that no one's paying attention to. So right. It's see, it's shift, and then you got to have a system in place for your life that allows you to sustain that. And that's part of, that's part productivity, part structuring life. But the idea is, I tell people, I want you to get to the point where you almost lose sight of the fact that you're working. Like you ever been like Starbucks and you sit down and you got to work and then your phone's in your hand, you're doing stuff. All of us are like, I got to work. You put everything down and just focus for a second. And the first two, three, five minutes, it's kind of like you're, you're thinking about focusing. After a while, you pop your head up and two hours have gone by. Mm -hmm. like where the hell the time go like you know and then all this stuff is done i feel good i feel proud it's right. just thing when you're making the shift if you do it properly the first day two days three days five days is difficult but after a while you start to kind of like almost like float in space yeah and eventually you wake up two three four six months you're like i'm somebody i'm in a different body a different relationship i'm in a different job like whoa like i'm i thought when i compare myself to that person three four five months ago it's like unrecognizable and when you've done the right work and you've used the right methods, you can arrive there anytime you choose. I love that. I love the power of choice. Um, I want to be vulnerable for a minute because I think, you know, I always love to learn from these incredible experts like yourself. But I had that moment actually recently, what you were talking about, where I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, God, what have I done? You know, like, how did I get here? You know, like, why did I get here? And I think a lot of people get stuck in the why. Yeah. So can we talk about... Because I've, I've heard experts say, well, you can like, you know, psychoanalyze why you got to where you are. But I think it's important to like maybe put that aside and just make the choice. Because yeah. what do you think about that? And, and what would your wisdom be? Yeah. Or guidance be about that? Well, the why, I mean, honestly, why you are where you're at, it's, and this is everybody's dilemma is the fact that none of us, none of us had much of a hand in creating who we are. It sounds odd because you were always there. But the reality is, is like teachers, preachers, coaches, TV, movies, radio, a lot of it shapes us with us being unintentional about it. Or we have moments in life that we get into and then we just, our mom and dad said, do this job or society led us some direction and we just, or we just survived the difficult moment and right. now that's who we are. And so what happens, it's like why you were there, to be honest, is borderline irrelevant. Sounds odd. Like I know it's probably like, well, it has to mean something. Yes, it does have a meaning, right? But when we use it in comparison to where you want to go, it's irrelevant because it's just a matter of us understanding where we at. Because I look at it like a lot of it, like GPS. Right. If I want to go somewhere, cool. I want. I, I don't. I don't want to be where I'm at. I'm aware of that. Am I going to ask why I'm here? Like, no. Nah, I know I'm here at my house because this is what took place. Or I, you know, I got okay. lot. Whatever. I'm here. Okay. We're here. This. Okay. I want to go somewhere else. And most people they don't they don't visit where they're at. So like you do have to kind of see where, but you can't 
a chart the path lets you know the destination, like the ideal identity, the zone identity. Mm-hmm. And you can't chart if you don't know where you're starting. Right. So it's better to understand like, where am I at to get clear on it? The why, it should only be used in my opinion, the why, when we're trying to be aware of patterns that you use or that you kind of float into when things get tough or when you're not conscious, when the identity shows up. Because realistically, your identity is who you are when you aren't thinking about who you are. It's right. just just shows up in the moments. You're like, damn, I hate when I do that every time. I always get mad right. and I yell and, and I throw snicker bars at people. Like, why? Like, I don't know. You know, it's just this random thing. Right. So it's like, you want to know what it is so you can actually be able to mitigate away from right. it in time and, and you can be aware of it when it pops up, right? Outside of that, it shouldn't be something where you beat yourself up because you'll never make sense of it. Right. You'll, you'll never fully understand why. Why is it I always yell at the dog because he, you know, it does? Because he, I don't know why you do it. Do you really want to sit down and have a full depth conversation or do we want to figure out this is what it looks like? I don't want to do it anymore. Right. Let me think about how to not do it anymore. And then we drift into something new. Right. Well, and for me, and I know that a lot of women and men, you know, can relate to this. It's always been about like diet and working out. And like, I think it's always connected how we, how we work out, how we, how we train. And, you know, you're, you look like an NFL athlete right now, and you probably maintained your, you know, regimen of like consistency. I want to talk training. I want to talk about discipline because I, not only do I need a download from you, I'm just going to keep it really honest because I think it's important to be vulnerable on these things and also say like, I'm realizing more as I'm listening to you, that's an identity thing. Because yeah. somewhere along the line, I must have told myself, well, hey, I must, I'm not a disciplined person. I'm just not. Yeah. I just, I'm not. I keep telling myself, oh, I'm not, even though I can be if I choose it. I mean, yeah. literally, right? You can't. Yeah. You know what it is? Because it's funny is the thing about this. What is, what is it like a disciplined person? A disciplined person is simply saying I am disciplined because they're recounting the proof they have of the actions they've taken. That's all they're doing. It's really all it is. It's just a matter of anything. Anytime I say I am X. It's because I'm, I'm looking in the file cabinet and going, yep, I got a lot of this stuff here. I, I, can, I can attest to that, right? So when people say I'm not disciplined, the sad part, unfortunate thing is we do live our life in a way to where we'll say stories and we'll make them right with our actions. It's weird. We like to live in alignment, good or bad. If I say I'm the person who always called my mom back when she calls me, great. I'm going to live in alignment with that because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to, even if I don't want to, it's 1130 at night. Oh, she called an hour ago, I'm gonna call mom. Hey mom, you know, and we're gonna do that mostly because at the end of the day, that's who I am. Now, same thing in opposition, right? If I say I'm not a disciplined person, oddly, we wanna be in alignment with our words. Mm-hmm. So we'll do things and go, say, told you, I'm not disciplined, right? right? So the first thing is to detach yourself from that identity and literally stop saying that and go the route of going, okay, what does a disciplined person do? And then you start doing those things. You start finding out like the little things behind it, but the idea is to anchor to the point right. Not to where I, I can say I do disciplined things, but I'm a disciplined human. And what it looks like is you start small with discipline in one area. Maybe you say, you know, the next 90 days, I'm just going to get up every day for, you know, 15, 20 minutes early. I'm going to do a morning routine real briefly. And it's simple. It's just getting up 15 minutes early. You just do it every day. And after a while, you can say, and I'm, you know what? I, I, maybe I am disciplined. And that, I have proof in that area. I'm disciplined. What, what if that applied itself to maybe my nutrition? So let me try to eat healthy for 30 days. And then I do it and I go, wow, well, I carry it over because now I'm not doing it saying I'm on a diet. I'm like, no, I'm, a, I'm disciplined and I'm applying my discipline to diet. I'm applying my discipline to my relationship. Right? Yes. You just find ways, you borrow it and you carry it over. And after a while, here's the crazy thing. You've been saying that so much, 
that God forbid you do anything out of alignment. So now when you'll be more keen on what you do and don't take on to be disciplined on, like I am very, I am identified. I like to be able to say I discipline, man. I get things done. If I'm gonna get a workout done, I'm gonna get it done. Hell or high water is getting done. It's who I am as a human. So because of that, I'm, I'm aware of like, I'll say no quick if I question whether that will or will not aid to my persona or take away wow. from my identity. Wow, that's good. Okay, so if it's going to hit me, I'm like, all right, I don't know for sure if I can be disciplined with washing my car every other day. So you know what? I'm not going to go ahead and put that in the bucket. It's just not going to happen. Right. And so now I can operate my life in a certain way. Now, you got to be aware of whether you're doing it just to be easy or not, because there are some times when you know, like, you know what? That I'm a disciplined person. That's going to be hard to be disciplined around. My gut says don't add it, but my my future self needs me to be disciplined in that area. Wow. Uh, Let's go to work, right? So now, I've, but I'm consciously thinking about it. But here's the beautiful thing. It is not as hard as it feels in the beginning the entire time. This is where I think a lot of people fail to grasp to say discipline at a certain point that, that like we'll call the, uh, the anguish you have around the thought of being disciplined in something right now, it turns to joy. Because mm. for me, like later on, when I like I sound disciplined, I'm like, yeah, I got pride around. I like doing these hard things. I enjoy this because right. I get to keep myself in alignment and the outcome's amazing. So when someone's hearing this going, yeah, it's so hard to be disciplined. Yes, it will be in the beginning. It naturally is going to be, right? But give it two, three, four weeks and, and stay in the pocket. Know what you're doing. Know why you're doing it. Make things as easy as possible, realistically, at a brain level. After a while, you go, man. I love that I get up every every morning at 15 minutes. I get to brag about it. I get stuff done. Like, oh, right. There's more that comes with it. Right. But yeah, you have to detach from that identity and the language you keep giving yourself there. Yeah. And I, I know we have only a couple more minutes, but um, what do you think the the one thing that's stopping people from becoming the person they want to be? The one thing stopping is ego. Ego is the uh, it is the the golden door to open the rest of the stuff. All the stuff I'm talking about and all the stuff that we that we say can help you be better. Here's the biggest issue. The ego protects your current identity. Now, it is a good and a bad thing. My ego will protect my identity. If I'm a great mom, I'll do great mom things, period. I'm, I'm going to get up, take the kid to school, all that kind of stuff, right? But also, if I'm a, a horrible person, I'll protect the identity because I don't want to come out of it, right? Mm -hmm. So I call it everyone's greatest obstacle. And I can give you all the tools and ideas, but if your ego will not give you permission to improve, you will never work on it. Mm -hmm. So you have to pull the ego back and go, look, I'm not perfect and I need to work on some things. So now let me see what those things are and give yourself permission to improve. Right. I think, I think to give clarity on that one really quick uh, is like a before and after picture of working out. Like if yeah. you don't look at yourself right now, like I was thinking, and I mean, how many women can relate right now? Maybe some men. So you just keep buying like boho clothes. It's like bigger and flowy. So nothing's tight. So you don't actually have to look at yourself mm. to like really see what is really going on. on yeah. Able to see what the before and after. Cause that's what I did. I just all of a sudden saw myself and yeah. was like, Oh hell no. I yeah, was yeah. like, Oh no, this is not who I am. I remember what I used to look like three years ago. And I just started to go back to her and say, what did she do? She was yeah. like, she was on point with her diet and she, she could go to parties and she didn't need to drink and she didn't need to eat what everyone else was eating. Cause she wanted what not a lot of people were willing to do. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if anyone can relate out there with that, but okay. I think uh, I, I lost 37 pounds from January to March. This just this year. I was 250 last like Christmas, like New Year's Day. <laughs> and wow. I got down to, to like 27 or 212, I want to say. I'd lost a bunch of weight. But yeah, same thing. I was like, this, I'm not, I'm not that. Yeah. Fat and 
I don't need fat ant here anymore. So I got rid of them. Well, and I think, and I think that that's, that's what I really want people to take away today because ego, my ego says like, I'm fine. Like I'm good. Like I can't admit that I'm wrong, but the truth is the moment I can say like, I'm not okay. I've been making bad choices. This yeah. isn't who I am. Then I was able to say, you know what? I don't want that. I want that more than I want to just be comfortable, like eating and drinking, whatever it is that I want. I think that's powerful. We, I know you, I know you have a call, but do you think I, I can ask you one, one, one more question before you go? Fine, I'll give, I'll get into it. Less than 60 seconds, best okay. I can. If you can leave the world with one thought today, like literally someone's going to find this in a hundred years, what would you want yeah. people to know? Uh, what one message, man, if you make shift happen, that's what I talk about all day long. Cause it's, it's about, you wouldn't say like, uh, I, for example, I made a sandwich. I made that shift happen. No, like it was like the big thing. It was the bold thing. It was the amazing thing. And I think if we live our life in the pocket of trying to create cool, amazing moments, guess what? They actually do happen. And that's where I think you get to experience the moments, the emotions of life that we are so man consistently falling short of. So man, go make some shift happen, do something cool, create something special and live, live life full and experience the emotions you're meant to. I love it. Thank you, Anthony Trucks. God bless you and your family. You. I look forward to maybe doing an event with you. I, I saw it in the future. Hey, count me and I do, I'm, I'm a monster on a stage. You think you I know, I already know. We would have so much fun. All <laughs> right, well, God bless you. And I will hopefully talk to you very soon. And thanks right. again for being on. Welcome, Thank welcome. You. Take care.